man, I am excited. Oh, I have to host, don't I? Yeah, you picked this movie. Uh, <laughs> you picked this pause movie, so you get to host. Welcome to Slasher, I Hardly Know Her, the horror movie podcast where we watch the movies so you can decide whether you want to waste your precious time or maybe it's worth your precious time. Who knows? I am joined today by a very, very special guest. Micah, you want to give yourself uh, a little introduction because I don't even know all your accolades at this point. Uh, Everything that there is to have done, I have done it. I have climbed mountains. I have Mm -hmm. swum across the sea. Is it swum? Okay. I swum it <laughs> with my swimmers. Okay, and gotcha. I have stars in my eyes and fire in my belly, and I am ready to spill some blood with you. Thank you for having me on the show. Man, you sound a lot like Bill Bransky. I don't know who that is, but I think Bill that's spot Bransky. on. You don't know who Bill Bransky is? Bill Bransky. It's that's a good name, but no, I don't know who that it's is. Tyrant lives get. They're all basically Chuck Norris jokes, but in, you know the form of a Bill Bransky joke. Anyway, uh, this week we decided to watch, uh, I'm going to say a particular movie. I was going to say a particularly something movie, but I'll save that. This uh, week we watched Rubber, 2010's Rubber, the story of a tire that becomes sentient and decides to kill people. Uh, How could I not pick this movie first off? And how could I pick this movie Right here, without inviting in a very special guest to join it, uh, join us for the discussion of this movie, because I felt this movie had the opportunity to be a real sneaker, I invited back Dr. Scott. Welcome to the show, Dr. Scott. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm having technical Scott. difficulties. I just swummed all the way here, but it's good to, it's good to be here. With the swimmers. Oh, Dr. Scott. Dr. Scott. Dr. Scott. Dr. Scott. That's so nice to have Dr. Scott back. It's good to be back, guys. Thank you. I feel warmer when he's here. Just this opportunity makes me so happy. Well, I, I mean, I'm glad. I can't imagine that you were happy about this opportunity after you hit play. But, uh. I mean, Ooh. I felt. Are we like are we just this. gonna are we just gonna jump right in and start swimming? I just, no, I <laughs> throw it in the deep end, see if you can swim. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, swim and a miss. When I when I picked this movie, I was like, well, we gotta have Scott in on this because you're not a huge horror fan, and so of course, <laughs> I, you know what I thought might be the shittiest horror movie ever to have you back on the show. No, I'm not saying it's the shittiest horror movie ever. I'm saying I picked this because I thought it might be. So you well, had never I'm, seen I'm, Rubber. I'm honored no, that you would Rubber. you would think of me when you think of a shitty horror movie. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I don't want to I don't want to invite you on to talk about the, you know, the deeper ins and outs of the art of horror. I want you to watch a piece of crap and tell me what you thought. But, I mean, you know, I, I didn't know this would be a piece of crap or whether it was or not. And you guys might have both loved it. I mean, I I feel <laughs> like I have uh, I have a pretty good idea what you guys are going to say. But I'll say this. This movie is exactly nothing like I thought it would be. This is not <laughs> what I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, right? I mean, 
I mean, this was a fucking weird one. You know you were getting into a weird one because we were going to do a, sent- a sentient tire that, um, you know, killed people, right? I mean, you know what you're getting into. That sounds like, you know, Christine or, you know, Cujo, although they're not, Cujo wasn't sentient, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I felt like it was going to be that. I felt like it was just going to be this tire, you know, tearing ass through the desert and killing everything in its, in its wake, which it sort of did. Um, but this was a fucking ass weird movie. This is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen in my life. It kind of made me want to burn rubber. <laughs> How long have you been saying that? You think, <laughs> think of that early on. When did you watch this, Micah? Uh, last night. Oh, I did too. And Scott, you watched it yesterday, right? I watched it this morning with a cup of coffee. I really wanted to pay attention <laughs> to this one and be ready to go for the pod. <laughs> I'm sorry. God, I want to see okay, like Alex, Alex, years. Alex, Alex, I want to know what you think Micah thinks about this movie before he says anything. And I also Ooh. want to hear your assessment on what I think before I give you my assessment. If, uh, right. if you're done with your assessment. I'm Let's happy how well you know us, Alex. I'm happy to do that. Micah is going to talk about how he really liked the lighting. Uh, <laughs> and there was notable lighting there that, you know, choices they made. Some of the camera angles and the cinematography was, you know, actually quite beautiful in parts. Micah's going to definitely lean on that. You, Scott, you are going to try to find positive things to say about this. And most of them, I think, will uh, involve, like, the head sheriff guy. Uh, you liked his soliloquy to the camera. Uh, I guess can you can you soliloquy to a camera? I don't think you can. You have to do it by yourself. But whatever his his talk to the camera at the front, uh, you enjoyed that, and you realized immediately that it was going to be kind of a meta thing, and you liked that aspect of it. That's what I that that's what I think. <clears throat> okay. Good. Uh, okay. Well, that, cool. thank you for that um, assessment, Micah. Um, was that, were you clearing your throat in agreement, or, or you know, <laughs> there, there was there was no meaning behind that throat clear. It was just for for the sake of clearing phlegm, so that I could have my delicious radio voice and not sound like what was it, Bert Bratsky, Bill Bratsky, Bill Bratsky, yeah, right? So, uh, I don't know. Did you get it right on my take on the movie? I guess the best way I could sum it up is to maybe just uh, do my own teaser trailer for the film. Uh, All right, go go right ahead. Hit play. Do you want to spend an hour and 22 minutes watching a tire roll through the desert while listening to French pop music? Then watch Rubber. (laughs) That's it? That's it. That's all I've got. It was really that too. I mean, like the the synopsis of it made it sound like it was terrorizing the desert. I mean, I I at least pictured a tire that moved fast. I mean, at the very least, right? <laughs> He's a moody little tire. He that just kind of fucking meandered through the fucking <laughs> desert. I mean, it was. I got to give him. There were, you know, there were scenes. You know, I mean, we've all we've we're all versed in video and editing. Uh, there were scenes where it was very clear the tire was being manipulated by hand off camera, right? right. There was, you couldn't see one side of the tire, right? right? Especially in the scene where it comes out of the sand when it gains life at the start. But then there were scenes where it was like, is this CG? What the fuck's going on? So I had to look it up and they used a remote control tire. They said it was really tough. It looks good. <laughs> don't, you, 
I wondered how they did that. I didn't do any digging to see. I, I was wondering, I'm like, is, they, is it a CGI tire? There's no way they did this with CGI. So uh, the, how did they the, do that? It said the CGI in this movie was the heads exploding. They had been, they originally were done practical on set and the director didn't like it. And that's, so that's the CGI we're seeing, which I thought was good. I mean, like I, as he was blowing up animals, as he would, you know, the tire for those at home that doesn't, uh, it it becomes sentient for some reason uh, and then gets out of the desert and starts rolling. And then, you know, it slowly tests its ability to hurt things. So it runs over a, you know, a water bottle and it kind of enjoys that has a lot of trouble breaking a beer bottle. Uh, so then it starts using uh, telekinetic powers. I was going to say it's mind, but that doesn't make any sense. Start you starts using telekinetic powers to make things explode. And so it builds its way up from like a rabbit and then a bird. So by the time it, you know, we got to the bird, I was really like paying attention to the effects that were going on because, you know, it was a real bird. It was a real rabbit. And I was like, do we see the cut where it explodes? And the answer was, we did not like it. I don't know if they shot it with a clean plate. I have no idea, but uh, I thought that, I mean, those looked good. The explosions looked pretty good. And the tire rolling around, you know, on its own, that looked good. I thought the explosions looked good. I thought it was all practical effects. I couldn't even tell it's CGI because, you know, I, you know, I love the practical effects a lot more than CGI. I thought they looked solid. I do too, yeah. And, and <clears throat> I thought, like, that, that was my whole deal was, I mean, obviously it was a real rabbit and obviously it was a real bird. And obviously they weren't actually exploding these things, I assumed. So I was trying to look for that cut or whatever, and I wasn't able to see it. I mean, I think the last one I watched was, you know, the bird. But then it, the same deal with the heads. You know, I mean, it, it looked pretty good. I agree. I thought I thought it looked. I was really surprised because I read the same thing, Alex. That that they that the director didn't like um, it in real time and went CGI because then I I thought, well, I didn't catch that at all. I was thinking that it was it was real the whole time. Yeah, and I think just now, I mean, we are. I'm going to hit my little button here. We're uh, 16 minutes into this podcast i mean not for the listener because we have to cut out all the bullshit we do but uh and i think we've now discussed every high point of the movie i think this is as good as it gets we've discussed every good thing about this movie oh but there's so much more we've got the 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 fucking turkey in the hotel room and his turkey murdering kid uh, oh no i'm not saying there's not plenty to discuss i'm and god saying... we haven't even gotten to the chairs oh the chairs <laughs> Oh, I love the chairs. Well, well, hold on, hold on. Let me let me just let me just butt in here and say, Alex, when you asked me to guest on the pod this week, you told me what we were watching. I watched the trailer and I was immediately intrigued. I thought this film was fantastic. And oh, the get I, the fuck out of here! Thing that, the thing I thought now, I, obviously there were parts where it was confusing, and I went and read a bunch of reviews, and they were talking about, well, you know it. It was 85 minutes, which was an hour too long or whatever. And somebody said it would have been better as a short. And maybe that's true. I could see that. I think that's true, yeah. It it would have been a great short. But I just thought how – I don't know. It it just – it seemed very dark, but there was a little bit of a comedy element to it. And you're right. I loved Chad, the sheriff, uh, played by (laughs) Steven Spinella. He was great. He was fantastic, even though it was really confusing, you know, when he was like, shoot me, this isn't real. And then trying to follow that part. I mean, it was trying, it it was getting into like, my mind was going to, okay, I got to focus. This is some, uh, 
Quentin Tarantino shit that I'm about to see. And I, I, I've got to piece all this stuff together, but obviously it never, it never went that way. I just thought, I, I just loved how, how this, this movie, it's, you know, the tire, you said that the tire was, you were expecting it just to haul ass through the desert and just, you know, running people over and just blood going everywhere. I thought there was kind of a, a humanistic element to the tire and how, you know, the tires just rolling along and all of a sudden it just falls over and it goes to sleep and then wakes back up. And, and, you know, the thing about going over the plastic bottle and realizing what it can do, and then it can't break the glass bottle. And then that just starts all of the killing. I, I, I thought it was fun. Mm. All right, Michael, what'd you think? Are we doing this already? I thought we did this at the end of the show. Uh, I thought it was a movie about a tire. Uh, yeah, I mean, what the fuck do you say about this movie? Uh, it got made. It uh, did get made. They showed uh, up with some cameras and a, and a remote control tire and some actors in the desert. Uh, it does look pretty. You know, I don't know what kind of camera they shot it on, but it looked really pretty out there. And I think they shot, was it all shot during the day? Um, I don't know. Would you say that it was shot well? The lighting was pretty good. <laughs> it was shot well. The lighting was great. Uh, the music was good. Uh, you know, uh, I think uh, the tire deserves an Oscar. I mean, God. Uh, what was the tire's name? Robert. Oh, what was it? Robert. It was Robert? Robert? Did he have yeah. a name? Well, he, he, got, he got a credit. Tire, tire was played by Robert. Oh, oh, I thought it was Michelin. And it was whoa, Robert whoa. the Tire. No, remember, it was an unbranded tire, probably, according to the sheriff. Unbranded, so it wasn't Michelin. Uh, because they remember they were, the cops were like, what, you know, because well, uh, you know what, we can get on, we can get into all that. We have, uh, we, uh, I think it is, you know, we've established what this movie is. I think now we uh, hear a word from our sponsors. Oh, wait, we have to do Final Girl. Oh, my God. How did we get this deep into a segment without doing Final Girl? So if you don't know what Final Girl is, folks, uh, Micah uh, jumps out on the slasher I hardly know her Instagram page. And he says, hey, what would your name be if you're in a horror movie? You guys respond and then we pick not the best five. Would you do you pick the best five or do you just kind of randomly pick them? I do a deep dive through every uh, submissions uh, Instagram account. And I look for who is the most thoughtful, uh, the most attractive, uh, who's still using filters uh, on their pictures. I love it when they're still using those old Instagram filters. And then, uh, you know, I look for somebody with a twinkle in their eye. So there you go. Micah looks for hot girls. And then if you are a hot girl who submitted a name, uh, we pick you for the show. That's not at all true. We've had many male winners. but uh, And then we put you in uh, the wheel of death. Is that what we call it? We call wheel, it wheel of, of death, death, the wheel it's of fate. We Alex's wheel super duper wheel. Uh, and uh, each round we pick out your name and then we find out, did you follow the horror movie rules? Did you do what you were supposed to do in this situation? Did you, you smoke do it. hot? Did you drink beer? Don't did you have beer? sex? You can't do those things. Don't have did sex. You do those Yuck. things. The slasher, I hardly know her killer, is going to dispatch you. After four rounds, we will know who made all the right decisions and who is our final girl and when will win our mystery prize. All right, so let's get to the first round of final girl. Who is playing this week? 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Oliver Klozov. Oh, that's a good one. Love that one. Sounds Russian, Oliver uh, Klozov. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, clearly, although that said, we do not pay for internationals yet. We got a lot of regulars this week. It's nice to oh. see these people coming back. Good. We love to have them back. Ooh, here we go. We have Miss Farah Fang. Oh, that's a good one. Welcome to the show, Miss Fang. Elvira Linfection. That's not our first Elvira. That is not. That's not even our second Elvira. It's a very popular <laughs> name because it's a wonderful name. It's a good one. Super duper. We have Constance, Connie, Claremore. Welcome, Connie. Hello, Connie. Welcome to the show. Connie Claremore. Hey, finally. Cindy Kane, come on down. Cindy Kane. That's not our first Kane either, is it? I don't think so. I think we have had a Kane before. We need uh we need somebody on our staff to keep, you know, track of these things like they do on the prices right, you know, like when the host looks over and he goes, "How many times has this been won, you know, by a, a blonde woman?" and they're like, "Uh, it's 43 times in the whole history." They, like they do it on the spot. There's some guy who has that. We need that guy. Well, here's the thing about that, Alex. Every time we bring in a new receptionist and we get the receptionist trained, you find a reason to fire the receptionist. It's because you hire shitty receptionists. Also, a receptionist should not be a record keeper. <sighs> well, I mean, I know we got a pretty big budget, but it's not that big. Dude, we've got to have people pulling double duty here. Hey, can it's I apply our- for the rep- receptionist position <laughs> since it's open? Absolutely, but just saying... It doesn't have a good history for the people who take that position. Do you really need a job, Dr. Scott? I mean, aren't you already rolling in the dough being a doctor? you got to be pulling six figures, right? Oh, no. See, I'm a doctor of something that it's it's like philosophy or something. Uh, You're a PhD. (laughs) And he's not sure what it is, so you know he's not very good. It's like philosophy or something. We thought you were a real doctor. You're a PhD. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it's still a doctor. Yeah, I know, right? Because you can get a doctorate in it. I'm a, I've got my PhD in whittling. Uh, I'm a doctor of whittling. I know, but I'm excited for all the things you're going to whittle. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, God, my mic fell down. Alex? Yeah. Alex, call tech support. Who does this? Who does Who's the, who, is it we have like a roadie or somebody that fixes mic stands? I think we have a doctor that does that. Dr. Scott, you're, you're, you're a doctor of mic Found me out. Doctor of uh, tech support. <laughs> Slash roadie. Okay. I told you that that mic stand I bought you kind of sucks. I had to like go in and like rebolt everything. I mean, mine's been working fine. This this is, I've had very few problems, but I don't move mine around much. All right. I'm, I just walk around with mine. Here we go. Let's spin the wheel this chicken wire and scrap wood wheel that will determine the fate of our players today. Here we go. I like that in, you know, as this thing has evolved, it's making new types of squeaks that give it personality, I think. You know, we talk a lot about horror and occult and possession and what have you on the show. It could be that the wheel is possessed. Oh, well, I wish it would be possessed by some WD-40. All right, up first, Oliver, close off. Hey, all right, he made it. Round one, here we go. Tick, 
Tick-tock goes the clock on the wall. Finally, the last bell rings. School is out. Let's go have a ball. We can do all sorts of things. But there's a doctor behind with evil on his mind who wants to wear your skin. You run fast as a squirrel because you're a clever girl and never see him again. You survive. <laughs> you survive. Well done. Good decision making. It's in all but the writing of the run. Oh, come on. No, it was a good one. I'm just kidding. It was a good one. It was just a little. All right. Cindy. Cindy can. Hot dogs and s'mores. It's a camping trip. Oh, what fun we'll have. But one of the campers went missing and we found her lip inside her sleeping bag. Oh, what should we do? This isn't fun. Maybe we should split up. Maybe we should run. Maybe we should call the police. Maybe we should scream. Or maybe you should wake up. It was all just a dream. Oh, you survived. That was a good one. I like that one. All right. Good cadence there. Good cadence there. And Micah got in his all right. So this is all this is all falling in place. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Check. Check the mic. Oh, my God. I have to cut all this out. Nah, dude, that's just me, like, doing, like, my hype stuff before I do it. I'm just my own hype man. Yo, Micah, Micah's gonna read the shit out of this rhyme. What? Okay! All right. Elviral infection. (laughs) Doobies and shots and silly keg stands. A party at Cody's, tonight's big plans. But you stay home and study instead of going to the frat because you're a good girl who knows better than that. You survive. Well done. Farrah Fang. Farrah. This town is so boring. There's nothing to do. Let's all take quaaludes and huff some glue. But finals are next week, and you need to study. So you go to the library to meet your study buddy. You survive. You survive. That is good choice-making right there. Good decision-making, because... You know, it's easy in those instances to say, you know what, I've worked really hard. I need to go take some quaaludes like it's 1975. <laughs> and uh, you didn't do that. And you went and studied. Is this a, is this a, like a, a dated? Like, is this one that happened in the past? Or are we still presently taking quaaludes? Hey, man, if you can get your hands on some ludes, there's a lot of money to be made. What or a lot ludes? of fun to be had, depending what you want to do. Uh, you're a doctor. What were ludes? Oh, I don't know. Remember, I'm not... Oh, right. Damn it. We don't actually know real doctors. Hey, if you're listening and you're a real doctor and like to come on and consult about drug use uh, amongst uh, Final Girl contestants, please uh, drop us a line at slasher, I hardly know her, gmail.com. There it is. All right. Constance, Connie Claymore. Oh, come on, Connie. Don't be a coward. Let's go to the prom and get deflowered. So you fill up your clutch with condoms and lube. You should have known better. Oh, what a boob. After Cody goes down on your virgin beaver, a killer split your head with a Japanese cleaver. Ooh, you are dead. Sorry, Connie. You are dead, but you're probably going to get an STD because you are a virgin, and you didn't realize a lot of lubes don't work with latex condoms. It just degrades (laughs) the latex, therefore making the condom uh, less viable and able to to withstand a a good blow from the spunk, right? So, (laughs) you know, you were probably, I mean, you were destined to get something anyway, so... 
Now that's a first. I'm pretty sure this is the first time anyone has said the word spunk on the show. I doubt that. I do the show with you. <laughs> they do call me Spunky Brewster. All right, so we do have uh, four Final Girl contestants still in the mix. Thank you so much for playing. Uh, who who got it? Connie? Did Connie die? Connie. Constance Connie died. Claremore. So, Connie, thank you so so much for playing. You can come back next week. Rest uh, in if peace. you if you've won already, you can win a, a different second prize. We've had uh, re-winners before. All right, it's time now to hear a word from our lovely sponsors this week. I can't can't uh, remember who we signed up this week uh, sponsor-wise, so I'm really excited to listen to this episode. And uh, no response from the peanut gallery, so uh, yeah, we're just going to take a break. been a long time since I've killed And I'm starting to get the itch It's been so long since I've killed I don't even know where my axe is Feel like you've lost your edge? Hardly remember what it feels like to kill? Kill Academy can help. We've helped hundreds of -of out-of-practice killers just like you get their mojo back. Our six-week training course is now available on VHS and Laserdisc. Listen to what satisfied customers have to say about Kill Academy. I hadn't killed anyone in over a year, and I'll be honest, I'd lost my chops. Kill Academy had me back in the game in no time. I was so rusty, I was afraid if I tried to kill, I might get myself killed. But after six weeks with Kill Academy, I was able to get back to doing what I do best. I feel like myself again. My knives are sharp, my muscles are strong, and not just my physical muscles, but my brain muscles are totally ripped, and I feel like the cold-blooded killer I was when I was young. Kill Academy. Learn to kill again. Now available at killacademy.com. It's been a long time since I've killed. Now I'm ready to kill again. Welcome back to Slasher I Hardly Know Her. This week, we watched the movie Rubber, 2010's Rubber, which I got to tell you is, uh, hmm, I, it's about a tire, but mm-hmm. I would have been, I would have been just as fine if it would have been about a condom, because this yeah. movie itself made no sense. They go out of their way right off the bat to tell you it makes no sense. They do. Uh-huh. Old thing at the beginning. We'll get into that in a second. Scott, uh, you say you got a question. You no, know, a uh, a rubber is what I wish the parents of the guy who wrote this movie had worn. Oh man! Oh, uh, okay. I bet, you, I bet you, Dr. Scott's going to disagree because I'm uh, totally going to disagree because of the music this guy released, right? Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so I'll, I'll I'll mention that in a minute, but but. I wanted to start off by asking you two a question, and it it's derived from kind of how this, what this film was about, the style of horror that it was, and in reading some of the comments uh, of the, the reviewers of this movie, it almost seemed like because this was, uh, I don't know, they're calling it an independent horror comedy film, that 
it wasn't in the traditional horror genre uh you know like friday the 13th and and movies like that that are just you know slashers and and and, you know gory and you're just ready for it you know you you almost had to think for this and so it, it seemed to me like this really uh branched off and and caught the attention of film critics thinking it was more of a i don't know film noir avant-garde type of of horror film and so it kind of brought them in and and i'm thinking that you guys didn't like it because it wasn't like a slasher film it was more of a you had to think and you didn't really want to think you just wanted to see some gore am i am i am i close I, the only, I knew the enough only about thing, this to know I was getting into an art film. I had known that because I'd seen the I trailers a long time ago. So I knew it wasn't going to be traditional horror. I knew it was going to be, you know, an artsy, uh, quirky movie. That much I, I didn't knew. Think, I didn't think that at all. I thought I was going to watch Christine with a tire. That's what I thought. I thought it was just going to be this mad killing tire. That's, you know, you know, I picked it. That's what I thought going in. The only thing, I mean, you keep saying I had to think. The only thing I thought during this entire movie is, what am I doing with my life? You know, <laughs> I was like, you know, this was a good Saturday until now. Uh, I'm not. I mean, I I question whether this was horror. Right, right, and that's kind of where I was going with this. Was that yeah. you? You had said, "Hey, watch this movie." Uh, it's it's obviously it's a horror film because that's what you guys do. And when I got into it, you know, you're seeing all these heads explode, and that's really the only thing that you see, other than the sheriff being shot uh, and being completely fine. Um, and I don't know, it it almost seemed like maybe that would get a little bit old to somebody who's a horror film fan, even though we I think we all agree that 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 it looked really good on screen and it was it was kind of fun, but that's all it was. That's that's all you saw. Poisoning people, that's not a horror thing. Right. I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean you get poisoning people, you're watching Agatha Christie or something. I mean I just I mean I guess in retrospect it makes no sense to think that a tire would kill people by rolling over it, but I did picture the tire running over someone and killing it. That was not the case, which makes sense. Again, I mean, what's the tire weigh? Like five pounds? I mean, I get it. Uh, but I just, I don't know, man. I, want, I, I mean, yes, I wanted some carnage. I absolutely uh, wanted some carnage. I'm not saying I didn't like it because of that. I'm saying I didn't necessarily love this movie because it was fucking weird as fuck in a way that I didn't find entertaining as fuck. I mean, I watch a lot of weird movies. I mean, think about, you know, think about Twin Peaks. I mean, Twin Peaks were weird fucking films. It was a weird fucking show, but I mean, there was some substance there, and we really spent an hour and twenty-two minutes watching a tire meander around the desert, and every now and then blow somebody's head up. That first scene where the 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 girl is in the car, and then the car dies because the tire's <laughs> on the side of the road, and then starts slowly rolling up to her, and that mm-hmm. that guy in the truck hits the tire. I was really hoping that he was going to hit the tire and the tire was going to go flying and take the, take the lady's head off. Oh, that would have been good. You should have written this movie. That would have been dope. <laughs> I, mean, that would, I mean, but see, I mean, that makes sense how the tire would kill somebody in that instance. You know, right. like I, right. I wish they would have looked for more of those opportunities. Some like uh, final destination type deaths where the tire, you know, rolled up on something that hit something that knocked something over that, and, you know, split a woman's head in half or something. Right. And that, that we did not get that. In fact, we what we got was a a weird, thoughtful tire that was kind of stupid that somehow rented a hotel room. <laughs> wasn't clear on that. 
Yeah, and watch his NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, and watch his NASCAR and and uh, you know workout videos. Uh, I mean, I knew it was going to be a weird movie. I was definitely intrigued by that opening scene. I mean, you've got a an empty dirt road with a bunch of wooden chairs set up, and then a, a guy waiting there. A car pulls up and goes out of its way to slowly and methodically <laughs> knock down every single chair. Shitty chairs, by the way. They all, like, they, oh, loved they, them. they didn't just get knocked them. over. They collapsed uh, and folded in on themselves. And every single one of them is done. Sheriff gets out of the car, out of the trunk, mind you. <laughs> Sheriff gets out of the trunk uh, and then walks to the camera and talks about how things don't make sense. And there's things in movies that make no sense. And I was like, this is going to be cool. I was like, this is, this is interesting. And, you know, what they're doing there is saying, listen, you're about to watch a fucking movie about a tire that rolls all over the place and makes people's heads explode. Uh, don't think about it too much. You know, it, it is what it is. That's what I thought it was going to be. But then the whole fucking movie ended up being that way. Like, what was so? So after that scene's over, for our listeners, uh, there is a crowd in the desert and a guy who gives them binoculars. And so they're going to watch this movie unfold across a desert as if they were movie viewers. Except they're also movie viewers who brought uh, sleeping bags to sleep in at night. But no food. So I don't know why you do that. Why would you, if you knew you were going to be sleeping there, why would you bring food? The next morning they wake up, they're all starving. So you got really two things going on in this movie, at least. You have the tire that's killing everybody and the fact that there are viewers watching it as if it's a movie. And I don't know, man, it got too meta for me at some point because, so I mean, you guys want to explain this to me? At some point, you know, the tire has killed somebody in a hotel room. Right. It's killed the maid. And so then the police come in and they're interrogating the hotel staff. And then his alarm goes off on his watch. He's like, oh, it, it's over. Never mind, guys. And what he's saying is somebody on a phone talked to that guy that was out there giving the, the people in the desert audience their binoculars to watch this. And he sent them. Oh, God, this is so I mean, how do you even explain <laughs> this? And the guy who's out in the desert, uh, you know, hosting these people, when he's in the hotel room and on the phone, he calls the man master, whoever's pulling the strings. Who was the master? Was was there any kind of clue as to who master was? Uh, My wife was convinced it was the guy, the spectator that was in the wheelchair that refused to eat any of the food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, why do you think it's him? Like, what what is your indication? She's like, "Mm, I'm just pretty sure it's going to be him. And I don't think we ever learned, do we? I, I never figured it out. Mm-hmm. No, because that guy, there was that scene where the the guy who got the phone call was the one who was trying to bring him food yet once again and then ate the food himself. Yeah, and then, God, it is so fucking bananas. So, yeah, he gets that call from the master guy, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll get it done right away in the morning. And we don't know what he's talking about. He has a live turkey <laughs> in his room, in his hotel room, for whatever the fuck reason. The same hotel that the or motel, rather, that the, the tire is staying in that inexplicably got a room somehow. And uh, the next morning, he takes out a turkey, kills the turkey that was live in his room, takes out the turkey to the spectators. They eat it like they're fucking zombies, right? They, like, tear into it because they're so fucking starving. They all get stomach aches, and they all die, except for one old man in a wheelchair. His name is Wings Wings. Hauser. 
Wingshauser. Wingshauser, who has been in things. Yeah, so he's the only one who won't eat it, and uh, he doesn't die. He's the only one that doesn't die. They try to kill him later, I guess, because the sheriff gets the call. It's like, you know, oh, they're all dead. Okay, and he tell he explains to all the other cops, we don't need to do this anymore. This isn't real. Uh, thanks, thanks everybody for showing up. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about, sheriff? What are you talking about? He's like, uh, this isn't real, and he proves that it's not real by getting one of the deputies to shoot him a bunch. What the fuck was this movie, guys? I, I do. Have, I have a question. I have a question. Okay, so it was directed, I have written, a lot of questions. produced by this guy Quentin Dupuis or Dupuis. So he's French. I think it's Dupuis. Dupuis. Okay. I have a question. Of all of the horror films that you guys have ever seen, have you seen any? I don't know European produced films because sure. But do they? Do they come down? I mean, obviously, you know, Americans and Europeans, they're, they're different stylistically. And so you get something like a horror genre and, you know, somebody else's take from another country might be a little bit strange compared to, you know, the classics that you, you know of. Is, is that what we've seen here? Is this just a European take on this and it's weird and we don't understand it? Are you calling me uh, a nationalist? <laughs> I mean, you, I've watched are, a lot of French like, horror movies, and this is not like any of those. But I've seen uh, bits and pieces of other movies that that this director's made. Um, what's the one about the giant fly that the guys find in their trunk? Oh, Mandibles. Uh, and it's another one that just kind of plods along slowly, and you're just supposed to accept that there's a a giant fly hanging out with these guys now. Okay, so, so it's uh, him. It's his style. Is, is what we don't understand. Well, you know, you sent that music video earlier, Scott. That he, yes. what you, he directed it. It's not his music, right? No, no, it is his music. So, so Quentin music. Quentin Dupio or Dupio is uh, he goes by his name when he makes all these films. But he, before he started making films, he produced electronic dance music by the name of Mr. Oizo. And in 1999, he produced this song that was a huge, huge, monstrous hit in Europe uh, called Flatbeat. And there's a great video uh, from it where it's got this puppet in it or this, this stuffed bear called Flat Eric or whatever. I mean, it, it went to number one on the charts. And so he actually, him and this other guy, uh, who's half of the electronic duo of justice did all the music for this and you guys so i think it may have been you alex said that you you weren't real keen on the music i thought the music was pretty good so maybe we went into this with the wrong attitude maybe we should have gone into this with the same attitude you might if you heard that say bjork has a new movie coming out <laughs> uh, or tom york of radiohead fom fom york uh tom's got a new uh he's making a movie then you'd be like okay I can expect to just have to sit and, uh, you know, accept the artsy weirdness. I don't know this guy well enough. And Scott, I did like the music. I remember that song very well. And the video yeah. is a dope ass video. I mean, it's cool yes. as shit. But the the difference here is that video was about three minutes long. And this is an hour and <laughs> yeah. 22. And, you know, I even said to my wife when we started, I said, hey, it's right in the sweet zone. An hour, 22 minutes. That's dope. Uh, it was perfect for it. And and maybe it was perfect for 2010. I don't know. I do wonder, though, what else happened in 2010? <laughs> well, 
I wish there was somebody who could tell us, Alex, but we're just going to have to move on. Let me Google it really fast. Uh, Since we're talking about uh, this tire movie, I'll tell you you about 2010, which was a good year. Mm. Mm. Tell me how. Good year. Can we get a rim shot? Good year. (laughs) All right. News from 2010. The year that rubber came out. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the... Vavazula? Vavazela? Uh, Vova, how do you say it, Scott? You know v- it. Vuvuzela. Vuvuzela. Yeah. <laughs> yes, That's from the, the 2010 World Cup. Yeah, Thank so the God. world's going crazy. These things show up. Uh, apparently, they emit 127 decibels, louder than sandblasting or a pneumatic riveter. And people are up in arms. Everybody wants one. The FIFA president's like, no, we're getting rid of these. Uh, but they wouldn't ban them from venues, but some countries took preventative measures uh pamplona banned them uh during the running of the bulls and then the olympics in london for 2012 they they wanted uh say it again scott Vuvuzela. they wanted to ban them there so yeah i remember those and i remember watching the i guess it was the world cup and hearing those and wondering what the hell is that yeah it sounded like a swarm of insects for everyone at home, the three of us, Alex, Dr. Scott, and myself, will uh, perform our best Vuvuzela uh, impression to make your ears bleed. And Did we do it at the same one, time? A two, a three, and a go. That's exactly what it sounded like, too. It sounded like a bunch of Vuvuzelas. <laughs> also in 2010, which was a good year, Good year. Tire movie. Good year. Um, anyway. <clears throat> I'm sorry. If you said something really funny, I missed it because I took my earbuds out because I thought I was getting a little I, d- I didn't say anything funny. It was so I'm quiet. Sure. I couldn't even hear the crickets. And here's some uh, interesting news. A musician in Boston needed some extra money for a film he was producing and decided Selling his soul was the answer to his money problems. Naturally, he put his soul for sale on eBay for $5,000. Before eBay took down his post, because, you know, it has to be a tangible item, he received one offer from a Canadian man for, guess how much? $13. Oh, man, I could have gone. I could have gone two ways on that, and I went the wrong way. 666. And finally, 2010... A wandering goat must have been mesmerized. He tried to break into a strip club in Coachella, California, rammed into the door, (laughs) causing $2,000 worth of damage to a strip club that was open later that week. Uh, Wow. $2,000? Yeah, I guess he broke a glass door, maybe. Yeah, he rammed into the door. $2,000 door? I mean, what else did he do? Uh, hell if I don't know. I mean, I don't want goats, man. Fucking goats. God bless. This is just another example. I know I've gone on and on about it on this show before, but I mean, can we not fucking do something about the goats? God. All right. Let's get to this last round of, or not next round of final girl. Uh, because I'm yeah, it's excited. It's not the last round, Alex. <laughs> not the last round. We'll get two more. You said last, but it's I not did the say last, last. I'm an idiot. I'm an nah, idiot. Nah, nah, nah. You're uh, not perfect. Man. man, I don't, I don't, I, I don't enjoy being bullied by you or anybody. But Just remember, you. you wanted to do this with me. 
That's true. You it said, I'd like to spend more time with Micah. I didn't say that. I said, you want to do a podcast to fund the movie we're not going to write. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. Let's do this game here. Final girl. Last round, we lost the beautiful Constance Connie Claremore. Rest in peace. It was, I was starting to see her go. She, I mean, she made poor decisions. and she You were deserved. hard to see her go? I, is that what I said? I'm pretty sure you said you were hard to see Connie go. Well, turn me she on. Murder boner. Turn me on when she got killed. Uh, I haven't heard anything from Doctor Squatch. Doctor Squatch. Doctor Scott in a while. Where is he? Ooh. Is he hiding? Uh, let's call him Doctor Squatch from now on. I was just thinking that a murder boner would have been something to throw in this movie that might have made it just the killing part just a little bit better. Well, I don't want to ruin anything, but I don't get to pick this week for next movie. But after this, the next show, I'm picking Mur- Murder Boner. As Murder Boner Part so, Two. You know, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> well, that's what Die Hard was about, right? That's why they called it Die Hard. It was all about murder boners. Yes. Well, the original term was Murder Boner, uh, and that was that was what they were going with first. But they didn't think it was Christmassy enough, so they went Die Hard. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> let's go to uh, round two, final girl. Last time we lost Connie. We have four more contestants. Let's spin the wheel. See who survives and who dies. Clear wheel squeak. That wheel is getting more provocative. You were talking about it being haunted earlier. I'm thinking that it is. And it's just a, <laughs> I it's know. Just a sensual moaning. And you're going, oh, I want to see more about that and then kind of lure die. us in like a siren Cindy K your friends are all crazy they love to get down they say there's an all night party downtown let's take some molly and go to the rave but no you visit your grandmother because you're so well behaved you survive that is good so now I thought you were gonna you were gonna rhyme grave in there and oh that's not a bad oh no idea. well no it was a bad idea because this is a survivor I was like oh no you read it out of order here's who's next Farah Fang oh Farah let's see what happens Farah you and your crew decide to go hiking you hunt and you fish and you go mountain biking one of you goes missing Chad says let's split up but you and Linda stick together like balls in a cup you survived, but you know who's dead? Chad. Chad's definitely he made, dead. He made bad decisions. You don't uh, split up. That's one of the rules, guys. Definitely don't split up. Okay. Elvira Linfection. Let's order a pizza and pick up some beer. We can get wasted and spread good cheer. That's what your friends declare after class. But you stay home and sit on your ass. Nice. You survived. Good job, nice. Elvira. And see, that could have been the same Ryan where you gave up your ass and oh, and you would be dead. But now you're not. You made the right decision. Well done. She had to stay home and nurse that viral infection. Mm-hmm. Which is smart because those don't just go away. You All need right, antibiotics. Watch. I wonder how she got that infection. I wonder what kind of viral infection she picked up. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, that's Probably got all, it from Chad. All hit the shit. So, Oliver. Oliver Klozoff. Mm, I'm glad Oliver Klozoff is surviving, because that's a great name. 
Oliver. Kenny invited you to a Mexican donkey show. But after some cogitation, you tell him no. Oh, come on, Oliver. We'll have a blast. I want to watch a human make love to an ass. Fine, <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. I'll come with you, I guess. By the end of the night, the killer wears your skin as a dress. That's one we got to add to our canon of things that'll get you killed. Now we know. Don't go <laughs> know to a Mexican donkey <laughs> that's show. That's what I was going to say. I... I I, I was like, are we adding donkey show to the list of things you cannot do? I mean, you uh, can't even have a sip of beer or get finger banged. So I'm guessing donkey show, you know, definitely crosses the like, line. It's not like Oliver was participating in the donkey show. He watched it, though, which is a sin in and itself. probably paid money to do so, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Donkey yeah. show's on the list. Officially. Now we know. Don't go to donkey shows. They're going to have to add that to that, that book of how to survive Ooh. a horror movie. When we come back, we'll talk some more about rubber here on Slasher. I hardly know her. Slasher, I hardly know her. Thank you so much for that lovely sponsor. Got to appreciate the fact that we are being supported by such amazing businesses like that. This week, we are talking about a little movie from 2010 called Rubber. About a sentient tire that goes around the desert slowly and kills people with its mind, I guess. Telekinetic powers. I don't know what they called it in the movie. There was a difference between telekinesis and something else. Uh, but whatever the hell uh, it is, the tire shakes violently and someone's head explodes. Or a whole uh, animal. So I guess maybe its powers are limited by size because it can only do heads and small animals. It doesn't ever blow up a whole body. Uh, so that's something we hadn't considered in this He movie. does? Well, well, does it him or is it the spawn of him blows up the uh, that one fella in the wheelchair at the end? Oh, that's true. He's the only one that gets fully exploded. That is true. That's You're right. Three that's because three tires huh? are more powerful huh? than huh? one. <laughs> uh, I, I, that's what I was going to mention was uh, it seemed like, as much as I like this movie, I didn't really care for the end of it, even though, I don't know, maybe it was kind of cool. You know, the part where <laughs> the tire is reincarnated into a tricycle, and then the tricycle starts rolling down the road 
gathering its posse. And then all of a sudden they're in Hollywood. They're in front of the Hollywood sign. Well, I mean, obviously this movie is supposed to have taken place in America, right? I mean, every, nobody has an English accent or any kind of accent except that one girl in the hotel who, who the spectators go on and on about having a bad ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing that was in the script before they casted whoever they casted for that role. Right? I would Just hope so. It'd be funny. Right? Because let me tell you, that bottom, well, I, you know, I didn't even actually get a look at it. Bullshit. It was French. You, She's French. It was. It was French. That movie. It she was had a very movie. French bottom. Yeah. Oh, I thought she had an English accent. Is she no, she was French. It was French. Okay. Uh, she didn't talk much, so you know, to my credit, it, there wasn't a lot of opportunity to figure out what her accent was. But uh, I thought she was beautiful, right? I mean, she was a, a very pretty lady, wasn't she? I, I thought so. You know, Alex, you you had mentioned the uh, the the whole. European thing and it, it being uh, or, or comparing that with uh, or sorry, sir, you didn't mention the European thing. You mentioned the California thing that nobody was going to doubt that that was shot in California or shot in the U.S. and it's all American actors. One of the things that I noticed that I, I thought was really funny, I don't know if you guys caught uh, uh, caught, uh, caught this, but uh, some of the words that they were saying were very I mean, they came across, they were definitely British, some of the sayings. I, know, exactly. I mean, they were saying nick him and and holiday and rubbish and bloody tire and, and I was thinking these are all american actors this is in california is this another one of those weird french things no i thought the same thing as you because you know when the little boy is talking to his dad who's fixing some inexplicable electronic thing on a pole and his dad's an asshole it's like go get me a pizza and he's like why are you over here bugging me the kid's like well i'm on holidays and it was like <laughs> what no kid in America says he's on holidays, but <laughs> right. I let it go. Uh, but Mike, Micah had prepped me, telling me this is French film. I did nothing going into this other than knowing it was a tire that killed people. I did no research, nothing at all. I thought this movie was going to be horrible, but in a different way. Here we are. It, we are where we are. We've made the decisions we've made, and, and we've watched this movie. We've all collectively uh, wasted almost six hours watching this movie, and then another three talking about. Wow. I did like I did like that end scene where, where where the tricycle is going and all those tires start coming up and they start rolling away. You know, for whatever it was, whatever engineering they had to make those tires go, that was pretty cool. I thought that was that was fun. I did notice I, that the very final scene when they're in front of the Hollywood sign, one of the tire the tires are just standing there, and you could tell that they're kind of swaying side to side like the wind's blowing. And I thought, man, that must have been a pain in the ass to get that shot. One of the tires is f is filled with water, and so I thought, oh, maybe that's how they get them to to stand up. Oh, like you saw it or you read it? Yeah, no, one of them one of them is full of water. You can't see any of the other ones because I was looking, I rewound it, was looking for you know to confirm that because I only saw one. But I, I thought that that's how they got them all to sit there like that while they get that shot. I mean, you read the same thing as I did, Scott. I'm sure. I mean, did you get the impression that there was any CG with the tires? I didn't. I thought it was no. all practical. No, the only thing I could think of is that it seemed like there may have been a couple of shots where they 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 shot it, they 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 filmed it backwards, and then or or no, they oh. they filmed it and then they played it backwards because might be there right. was there was one one kind of rolling sequence that just didn't make it looked like it was just rolling. Somebody just pushed it. It did have the tire had a very odd movement, and and definitely they you know I mean hell 
what what does a remote control tire look like when it moves? Who knows, right? Because it, some of it was remote control, but I got that same impression. Like sometimes I felt like they had just kind of rolled it into the shot because I'm sure it was easier on a lot of occasions. But there were definitely times where that tire was going way further than it would have if you rolled it. It was going over things. It was doing things. What a fun little thing to build. I mean, I appreciate that about this movie. I mean, I appreciate that. Uh, Micah, you are like chomping at the bit over there, I know, to give us your horror news. And I don't have any this week. And you looked it up. And you want to give your horror movie news because you say it's timely. So this will air, you know, two, three weeks after you do it. But uh, you want to do some horror news? Let's do it. Scary stories. Horror news. Uh, here's some exciting horror news. I think you'll be into this, Alex, and maybe you too, Dr. Scott. Uh, you remember old John Larroquette? Oh, yeah, from Night Court. Yeah, Night Court. So he was the uh, voiceover at the beginning of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Is that uh, the original? Yeah, it narrates the opening of the film. It's a news <laughs> brief. Uh, it was meant to, you know, make it seem more real uh, so audiences would be more scared. Well, he is coming back as the narrator for the uh, Netflix upcoming Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which takes place right after the first one. So it's a direct sequel to that, and he'll be doing the uh, the voiceover, just like That's in the original. So cool. I love John Larroquette. I love Night Court. Uh, you, I think you guys know I was a big Harry Anderson fan as a child. And mm -hmm. uh, shortly before he died, uh, I wrote Harry Anderson a letter. I found his address. And I wrote him a letter. I think I've even said this on the podcast. I wanted him to sign a playing card for me, right? I was gonna. I was like, can I please send you a playing card and have you sign it? Because he was a magician and all that. And uh, he emailed me back. It wasn't an address. It was an email address. And he emailed me back. And all he uh, wrote was, go ahead, make my day. And then he gave me his home address. <laughs> and shortly after that, he died. I sent him the card, but I never got it back. Yeah, you sent me a, a book by Harry Anderson. Actually, it's a great, it's a great book. And all right, it, one it, other it, bit of news. This is all I've got. Uh, is Ron Perlman? So he he's not eager to make Hellboy three because he's quote seventy one fucking years old. Uh, but they go to he says we owe it to the fans, so he wants to come back. He's about to turn seventy two in April to make a uh, a third Hellboy. So he uh, gave a shout out to Tel Toro saying, let's get this thing made before I can't make it. Didn't they do a Hellboy without him? They did, yeah. And uh, so would you assume that a Hellboy with him at this point would mean the one they made without him is not canon? I guess so. I didn't watch the uh, the one without him for that reason. It wasn't Ron Perlman. So I was like, ah, I don't care. So I've, it's, I've hard seen to, the, it's hard for me to imagine Ron Perlman as an old guy. I mean, I think he's had white hair the entire time I've known him as an actor. But, you know, like, and I know he played an old guy in uh, The Sons of Anarchy, but he just never seemed old to me because he was just this big, buff, you know, mm -hmm. like, deep-voiced guy. But I guess he Oh, is. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Until I read that story, I didn't. I had no idea he was, he was 70, about to be 72. Well, that's not that old these days. It's not anything you think. I mean, like I, I know we joked in the front of what I would think you guys liked about it. And I am shocked. Scott liked this movie quite a bit. It sounds like you, Micah, you know, what, 
What did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? Ah, uh, you're you're coveted and now well known. Slash, I hardly know her long sigh. <laughs> uh, let's see here. What did I like about it? I liked the music. Um, I liked the French actress. I enjoyed the scene where they're all devouring the turkey like zombies. Um, head explosions are nice. There's a lot of lag time between each head explosion. That was fun to watch. I enjoyed the uh, reveal of, what do we call it, son of rubber, when the tricycle comes out and gets his gang. And, uh, you know, I guess they're going to go take over the world and explode heads all over the place. Uh yeah, that's about it. It looked pretty. It was shot nice. What, what killed me was just the lighting, long, right? long. But I, I don't even know if they had to do much lighting for this movie since it was mostly shot outside in the desert. Um, but yeah, yeah, some pretty good looking head explosions. Uh, camera looked pretty. I just needed it all to be condensed to about seven minutes. Well, Scott said it. Better is a short, right? Some people say that. Scott loved it long, right, Dr. Scott? What did you guys think of the music that was playing right before he blew up a head or blew up a bird? I thought it was pretty good, and, and I thought it was very consistent, and I thought it had a pretty nice scary element to it. You mean like kind of the sound effect of it? Like, yeah, because it, it builds and it builds, and it goes, it goes, bam, 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 and then yeah. something explodes. It sounded to me like cicadas. It sounded yeah, like I mean, yeah. you guys are both from the south. It sounded to me like towards the end, right before, right, yeah, you know, right before they explode. explode. It's absolutely. Like it I concur. And I'd be interested to know what that was, but yeah, I think that's what it was, and I liked it. I mean, I thought it was good. I mean, uh, what's the movie where we blow people's heads up? The famous horror movie, uh, uh, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> one. No, no, what was it? Scanners is what I'm thinking of. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this had a real scanners vibe to it, and I, and I, you know, not the whole movie by any means, but you know, those scenes had a real scanners vibe to it to me. Right now, though, I do want to know who's going to make it in the final round of this world. Let's find out. Yeah. Okay. For those of you just joining us, we're playing a little game called Final Girl. Don't have sex. Don't drink beer. Don't go to a Mexican donkey show or you may die. Uh, Let's be clear, though. This is a podcast. <laughs> no one's joining it three segments in. For those of you just tuning in, wait, maybe they jumped into a friend's car who was already listening to the show. Opted to skip that little skip bar all the way down to <laughs> the the show. Let's, let's recap for you. Let's find out who survives and who dies. We lost all of our clothes off and Constance Connie Claremore in the last round. We have three survivors. Who's up first? It is... How many rubber references did you think up before you did the show? What's your second? <laughs> you know, a clever little thing to say with the word rubber. Uh, you know, I, I didn't... Uh, they just come off the top of my head or the middle of my head. Okay. Elvira, Lynn, Fection, and they're all wonderful. Hey. Elvira, what's going to happen? Let's find out. Here we go. Poo-poo pee-pee, says the toddler at your feet. You work at a daycare to make ends meet. 
Lucy says, let's blow all your hard-earned cash on vodka and cranberry so we can get smashed. No, thank you, Lucy. That's not very frugal. I'd rather lie in bed and read the Daily Bugle. You survived. You survived. God, there was, I mean, there was so much going on in that rhyme. It was, it was really well done. Oh, thank you. Well, I felt like I had to to make up for it from last time where I rhymed the same word with itself. I rhymed so, down with down and was half awake when uh, I was writing these and then the, you in the writer's in room were on strike and blah, blah, blah. This, no, you've done really well this week. Cindy Kane. Oh, Cindy. Queefs and farts and flowers and hearts. Valentine's is almost here. Becky invites you to a swingers key party, but you say, don't be weird. You survive. You know, we're only like 16, 17 episodes in. And because we do uh, this podcast with Micah, uh, we still hold the record for most times Queef was said in a podcast. Uh, so uh, really, I mean, we owe that. That award sits on your mantle, my friend. Queef is one of my favorite words in the English language. It's it's so, uh, it's like a, the Swiss army knife of words. You can use it for anything. It's like, I put queefs in the same category as like rainbows and puppies and ice cream and queefs. Oh, okay. Just one of those happy things in life. <laughs> I want you to open up a store because I want to walk down to your Valentine's. <laughs> <laughs> I want, to, I want to see what emojis you've blown up into cardboard cards that uh, go with queef. Farrah Fang, you're up next. Okay, Farrah. Tony asks you if you want to play D&D. You look at him and smile and say, who, me? <laughs> but when Tony says D&D, he means dance and doink. Boys are all the same. All they want to do is boink. But what do you care? Besides, he has great hair. So you straddle him and dry hump him in your father's easy chair. But you shouldn't have did that. Oh my, what a blunder. By midnight, your body is six feet under. And you might be asking, but how did I die? Would you believe a masked man shoved Tony's severed dick in your eye? Well, he did. It's the truth. And how you bled and bled. Another tragic ending. Another hussy dead. <laughs> That was beautiful, Michael. That was, was it beautiful. beautiful. Was it beautiful? It was poetic. Oh. Sometimes the rhyme was three words away from itself. <laughs> Sometimes the rhyme was 15 words away from itself. I think that may be the longest one. You said should never do that. <laughs> it's done. Uh, other than the, the Norm McDonald inspired riff that didn't rhyme at all, I think that was the longest. That was the longest final. Oh, I don't know, man. You've had some long ones, but that was a good one. So, Farrah Fang, good on you. I'm sorry you're dead, but you got a long and worthy rhyme. And you did. I was, uh, I was up there. God Fair. rest your soul, Farrah. Absolutely sure that. Was Please that. come back and play again. All right, I am excited to know what you guys are into. I am excited to know. Uh, whether you recommend this movie and I am excited to know who will be our final girl winner. We will do that all after the break. We'll be right back.
this Friday at Club Feeding Frenzy. It's the one and only Bite Night. Featuring performances from DJ Flip Plop, DJ and a live performance from the one and only Battle Battle. They're going to be performing all night until the sun comes up. And as always, humans get in free. It's going to be a bloody good time. So come on down, all you tramps and vamps, this Friday at Feeding Frenzy Bite Night. <laughs> Welcome back to Slasher I Hardly Know or the final segment where we're going to find out whether rubber is worth your precious time. If you haven't determined it already by what we've had to say, well, you're going to get our actual determinations right now. So let's get into that a little bit in a second. What I do want to know is I know that of the three of us, some of us are more into rubber than others. I would like to know what else you guys are into. What are you into? Into. Into. What are you into? What's all this screaming about? Well, I'm not really into a whole lot these days because I'm, I'm I'm busy, but I, I'm trying to keep up that New Year's resolution of, uh, of exercising. So all of you out there, keep going. Keep going. And you look stay, great. Stay with it. Stay with it. I saw you, yeah, what, a you. month, two months ago? You look great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm trying to look greater than that. Yeah. I saw the pictures really? Alex is talking about, and you do look fantastic. The oil helps a lot, too. Thank really you. Really oh, And the tanning. The tanning. Yeah. A lot of bronze, a lot of oil. You know, you just, uh, you you go exercise, and you listen to podcasts like this amazing podcast. So there you go. Yeah, nothing gets me more pumped in the gym than this podcast. <laughs> hey, like, screaming, <laughs> throwing the weights down. I've mentioned it on this podcast before, but I used to work out with Micah, and he literally used to throw the weights down and yell fitness out there. <laughs> fitness. <laughs> uh, I would love to hear from listeners as to where they are when they listen to this show. I, I would too. Know. I assume it's got to be in the car. I listen to the show in the car. I want to know if we have any toilet listeners out there, any treadmill <laughs> listeners. Who's on the jog? Who's walking the dog? I'm guessing I they're do. mostly in the car, though. Micah? Yeah. What are you into, bro? What am I into? Uh, let's see here. I am reading a couple of books right now. Norm McDonald, based on a true story. It's his memoir, because we love oh, Norm. That's good. And I'm reading Dirty Daddy by Bob Saget, which so far oh. is fucking hilarious and also a really sweet book. He talks about his family in there and makes all the wonderful, filthy jokes we expect from him along the way. So it's one of those where I've been laughing out loud and sharing passages with my partner on the couch at night. I don't know. I'm sure you, like me, grew up watching Full House and uh, America's Funniest Home Video. So that's, eight, what, eight years apiece, I think-ish. So we spent yeah. 16 years of our childhood yeah. with that guy. And uh, and then, you know, watched the roast on Comedy Central and then his stand-up and uh, interviews and his podcast. And anyway, that was a tough one to see that guy go. I love that guy. I could not and agree more. That was a sad one. Finally, I am into, I actually got Showtime to start watching that show, Yellow Jackets, per your recommendation, and got distracted, and I'm watching a documentary called The Comedy Store, which is about exactly that, the history of the comedy store out in L.A., where all those big comics that we know and love got their start. Well, shit, I want to see that. 
because I do have Showtime. Because I did recommend that it's to you. Pretty good. Uh, and go figure, Bob Saget is one of the guys they interview on that, that documentary. All okay. Right. Well, Alex, uh, uh, we get, we can't skip right over you, sir. Buckle up, baby. Uh, I got a lot. Oh, I have a lot. Cool. I'm gonna uh, step away de- outside while you talk. About I have been devouring too. media like crazy lately. Uh, I will start with the the hot one as of a few weeks ago. Uh, just premiered while we're recording this, but uh, it'll be a few weeks old when we air this. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Uh, Kristen Bell, love her. It's not slapstick, which is what I thought based on the title. Yeah, uh, with the title, I thought it would be like scary movie. Yeah, it's not like scary movie. It's very mild jokes amongst a very mild serious subject it's kind of hard to understand exactly what it is i don't think it fits in a genre i but i do say watch it uh certainly for the ending the ending's great i mean there's a lot of comedy in there it's just uh mild comedy i i I don't know how to describe it better uh definitely go out and if you haven't watched it already it's on netflix doesn't cost a dime as long as you subscribe to netflix and it's really good uh you mentioned Yellow Jackets. I'm not into it anymore because I've watched it all. You should. It's good. Also watching Peacemaker on HBO. Enjoying the hell out of that. Uh, much funnier than you would think it is. I mean, I've got, I could probably go on and on and on because I've devoured so much media in the last two weeks. Because, you know, I had COVID there for a while. So I was devouring quite a bit of media. Mm-hmm. Homesick with the COVID. Everybody's got it this time around. Yeah, let's see. My father's got it. Uh, at least three friends of mine have got it. My brother said he had 15 friends who had it. My parents said their social club, at least 25% of those folks had it. And uh, yeah, dude, every, everybody got it this time. It came Your out of nowhere. Your parents are in a social club? Yeah. That's, that's, that's code for swingers. <laughs> I mean, There's a lot of key parts. I, mean, I, I wasn't going to say it, but it's been said now. So swingers, huh? The parents? Yeah, they swing. They swing hard. They swing left, they swing right. You know, I know that it's a thing where, you know, when you're a guy and you're always like, oh, your your mom's hot to your buddy just to piss him off. Mike's mom's actually hot. So that's nice. Uh, I'm not going to do this show with you anymore. Hey, your dad's a good looking guy, too, though. All right, let's move on. Let's get right into because, you know, Scott already kind of gave. You know, the ending where the tire, I don't know, he called it the son of rubber. Uh, the tire becomes a tricycle somehow. I don't really understand it. It then so gathers the its mass. goes in with a shotgun and, and kills our tire. Yep. Walks out with the tire carcass. And, and then I think, what, is it the guy in the chair who says he reincarnated as a tricycle? Yes. I think so. Just... Shortly before exploding. Yes. He exploded the dude in the chair and the chair on that one. So I guess the tricycle is stronger than the tire. I wonder if that one was practical. You know, because you're right. It did explode the chair, too. Not that that would matter. I mean, of course, they could do that with CG. But apparently they did all the explosions on set practically. And then he didn't like it. I wonder if that one they kept. Mm, It looked pretty cool. And then he gets his gang of tires and they head to... I don't know. Hollywood, California. Going to Hollywood. So the question now to you two, and I'll start with you, Dr. Scott. 
Dr. Squatch. Dr. Uh, would you recommend this movie? I, I don't want to sound like I'm not answering the question, but for Here somebody who's a politician, cop out no, 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 somebody, somebody who's a huge horror fan, you know that they're a huge horror fan. I would not recommend this movie to them. But if there's someone like me who dabbles in it a little bit, yeah. Wants to, feel, wants to feel the outskirts of horror. Yeah, and then and then you know have some other themes in it where you're trying to figure it out. It's weird and it's dark and it's you know. So yeah, multi-themed outskirt non-horror fan. You reckon? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what PhD stands for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then let me ask you this: as long as I I got you here, Doctor Squatch. How many <laughs> burning tires? How many? Oh, that's right. We talked. We didn't talk about the burning tire scene. Yeah, but as soon as, as soon as you saw that black smoke burning. in the air, didn't you know it was going to be a tire fire? Like it's <laughs> going to be bad for the environment. You probably shouldn't right. burn tires. Oh well, did you notice how it was filmed? It was very clear that the tires weren't on fire. I don't know about very clear, but it was. I got that too. I thought that's yeah. that smoke would be a lot blacker. However, yeah. it did look like they had one tire on fire, not all of those tires on fire. Yeah, and that was probably just like lighter fluid on the outside of the tire or something. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So, um, hmm, let me go with. I don't want to steal a crunchiest kill reference. Um, all right, <laughs> let's go with how many arguably bad or good French actress asses would you give this movie, Scott? <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. I'm going to give it a... <laughs> I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. And, oh, okay. But that wow. doesn't necessarily mean it's 12 cheeks out of 10. It's just a 6 out of 10. Uh, yeah, we're counting this as a single ass. So, yeah, okay, yes. Okay. I'm going, I'm going 6... French actresses' asses uh, out of 10. All right. Now, Micah, would you recommend this movie and how many arguably good or bad French actresses' asses would you give it? Well, you know, I don't want to go into well-tread territory, but for me, this movie kind of fell doing? flat. Oh, God, you know he's looking at a, <laughs> you know he's looking at a notebook right now, Scott. I mean, he's looking at a notebook of things he wrote down to say about the fucking tire movie. He's like, God, I got to get them all in. And so, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, buckle your seatbelts, everyone. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I would not recommend it. I wouldn't want to do that to anyone. Okay. I was bored. It was hard for me to finish it. Uh and then I'm going to give it one out of 10 arguably <laughs> terrible or wonderful French actress bottoms. Wow. I mean, your ratings sometimes just astound me because you have given shit fucking movies I wouldn't recommend to my worst enemy. <laughs> seven fucking whatevers. And in this one, where it's all artsy and French and you're a film student, I mean, a graduate of film school, I thought this would rate really high with you 
And maybe I was in a bad mood. There's no accounting for taste. I just wanted more to happen more often. It was a lot of of attire rolling around different terrains. Okay. Well, I'm going to split you guys, and and I'm going to do it for the reason. I'm not splitting the rating necessarily. I'm splitting what you guys said. And uh, so, Scott, you said, if you're a horror movie, I wouldn't recommend this. If you're a horror fan, I wouldn't recommend this. If you're somebody like me, I would, you know, like I'm in that. And so I always give my recommendation. Either I give two based on, oh, you like this. Yes, I rated this. You like horror, I rated this. Um, I got to say, if you are going into this as a horror movie fan, I'm going to give it the exact same rating as Mike. I'm going to give it one arguably good or bad French actress's ass. Uh, because if you're a horror fan, you just you just don't walk away with that horror feeling. If you want to watch some weird ass movie that you know has some elements of horror in it, you know, I would still only give this a five. But uh, this isn't a horror movie. I mean, it is a horror movie, I guess technically. I wouldn't recommend it to a horror movie fan. You know, I mean, like it was it was like watching an old person pass. <laughs> So that said, this is going to be tough because it kills everything the same way. Crunchiest kill, everyone? Crunchiest kill. Oh, let's see. What was the crunchiest kill? Hey, I want to know. Did they really kill a scorpion uh, early in the movie? I want to know that too. Because the scorpion, he rolls over the scorpion, the tire does. And then like the scorpion you see kind of like drop off the tire. Yeah. That looked like the same scorpion, didn't it? Yeah, if they really kill the scorpion, I'm not into that. Yeah, I'm not cool with that. I I I thought the exact same fucking thing. Like, did they go to all the effort to make an identical scorpion that then fell off the tire? Or maybe you could put a real scorpion on a tire and then, like, roll it out of frame. The scorpion would fall off, and it looked like it was a dead scorpion. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, scorpions move wildly, but... Yeah, that, I, I bet that's Googleable. I have no idea, but yeah, I didn't like it. They really played the script. I think I probably enjoyed the uh, the cop. What was his name? Was it Chad? What do they call that guy? He was the guy, the sheriff or whatever, the guy out of the trunk. Yeah, he was great. His last name was something like Padillo or something. Isn't he sitting by the pool when it happens and he sees the tire come back out? Uh, no, that was the guy next to him, right? Because he later goes in. And shoots him in the house. Yeah, does the sheriff? I don't know. Now I'm confused. Now I've forgotten. There's a lot of heads exploding in that one. I really liked the two cops towards the end where he blows the one, the cop in the passenger seat's head off. That was a good one. Well, I'll let you go, Scott, because I don't want to steal your crunchiest kill. I, I got mine. So, I mean, you can't argue that the scorpion is literally the crunchiest kill of the whole movie, right? Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah. By definition. Yes. Yeah. But we haven't determined if it's real or not. I, but I would say that it's, it's either, it's either the guy in the wheelchair because he totally exploded or it's the animals, the bird, the bunny. Mm -hmm. Oh Yeah. Yeah. And I, I then we also have the guy in the in the uh, who ends up eating the poison food because he's just hungry. 
Oh, that's good. The audience, poison. That scene made no sense to me. Where the kid, there's just some random dude walking on the side of the road, and then he watches the kid stop and pick up bird parts and put it on the pizza, and then take off on his bike. That was cool. No, Mike. Mike is talking about the guy who was poisoning the spectators. Yeah. And then the wheelchair guy chose not to eat the food because he knew it was poison for whatever reason. And then they have to continue this charade, which I did not understand. And it was like, oh, well, let's go back and offer him better food and we'll kill the guy in the wheelchair. We'll poison him. And so that guy who delivered the food knew the food was poisoned, right? Because he poisoned the first people. And then he sits around because the old guy in the wheelchair won't eat it. And he eats the food, I guess, because he's hungry. And then he also dies. So he had to have known that the food was poison and chose to eat it anyway. I mean, I guess... I mean, is that an art decision? It just felt to is me that, like it was nonsense. Was that suicide? Did he want to die? Uh, no, he because... And he was just hungry? And why do we have to kill the spectators? They want the show to be able to end. Hey, we don't have to put on the show anymore because the spectators are, are all dead. Uh, but then None the spectators interact with the actors. And so who's a spectator? Who's That's not? One of, the things, one of the things I hate about this movie, it's fine if things don't make sense. Yeah. Right? It's fine. If I don't get an explanation to everything at the end, it's fine. I mean, like, you know, I can live with that. But the fact that they start the movie going, think some things don't make sense, and then we just make a movie that on its base, sure, doesn't make sense. It's in the entire. But uh, nothing in the movie makes sense, and we explain nothing? That's just fucking nonsense, man. That's fucking nonsense. That's a waste of my time. That's a waste of your money if you invest it. It's certainly a waste of your money if you pay to see this. Thank God none of us had to pay to see this movie. I think maybe that was the point of the movie was that there was no point. Yeah, and that's not a good movie. That's that's bad direction. Although, we know the guy can direct because that music video that Scott referenced earlier is a really fun one to watch. Um, so I would, you know, I've given it my rating. I said what I said. My crunchiest kill, I would think, is probably... The old man in the wheelchair. It's the best, best looking thing. And it, all of him explodes. I'll give my crunchiest kill to that guy. All right. So we've made it to get another, uh, to the end of yet another episode. But I feel like there are some things we have left undone, Micah. Oh, oh, oh my. Do you mean it's time for the final round of Final Girl? I do mean that. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the moment we have all been waiting for. Yes, we have lost three, three wonderful people. Round one, round two, and three, we lost all of our clothes off. No, that was a sad game. Poor little Connie Claremore. No. Farrah Fang, all dead in myriad ways. Which leaves Elvira and Cindy. Killed by a myriad. All right, going into this, let's 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 recap. Let's handicap these two, and let's see who we think's gonna win. So, El Viral Infection, not El Vira L'Infection. Le, uh, she's kind of boring. Uh, she stayed at home to study. Uh, she stayed at home to sit on her ass, and then uh, she decided to stay home in bed and read a newspaper. I like her. My kind of girl. I, 
And then uh, Cindy, uh, was she was having a bad dream. Uh, she likes to visit her grandmother. And uh, she, she was offered to go to a swingers party, and she did not want to go. So I, going into this, I, it's got to be Elvira, right? I mean, she doesn't want to leave her room. She doesn't want to. She not want to go out. So I'm. I put my money on on Elvira. Uh, I do it's like a 50-50 the fifty-fifty split. There's no way to know though. The wheel. The wheel. I mean, it's all chance. It's all random. Yeah, but Scott's reading into the story here, as he has the last two times he's been on the podcast and describes the contestants as boring. <laughs> Do you think Elvira has it, Scott? I do, I do. Hey, the more boring you are, the more safe you're going to be. Well, that I mean, means the more, the more boring you are, the more no, you're yeah. paying attention to the rules. You're not yeah, breaking the rules. Everybody should be clear. Scott's not saying a bad thing that you're boring. Scott's saying you've got a pretty good chance of survival. And I'm going to say, just based on just pure gambler's luck, that anybody who had... Uh, the Elvira name or some horror reference name or something, they've never made it to the end. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I just don't remember one. So I'm going to say Elvira's going to get it. In this All right. Let's find out what happens. Let's spin that wheel. Uh, uh, there it is. Uh, there it is. It's uh, possessed. It really has gotten more. I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's just a squeaky wheel. All right, just oh, gotta crank this yeah. thing. And a guy kind of gave me a diehard. <laughs> okay, Cindy Kane. Will you be my Valentine? Asked the cutest boy in class. You replied, "Get bent, Roy. You're not getting any ass. You survive. You survive, which means I'm completely wrong." Oh my god. And the underdog is the survivor. So what did Elvira do? Did Elvira just get a little stir crazy? Let's find out. Elvira Linfection. Ding dong, ding dong, someone is at the door. But you're not expecting anyone. Who is there and what for? It couldn't be the landlord. I know I paid my rent. Perhaps it's a Girl Scout. Maybe she has thin mint. Your mouth is already watering as you open the door. But wait, that's no Girl Scout. It's a big man in a slicker holding an oar. <laughs> the beast of a man he beats you about the head ever so quickly as you whimper and cough up blood like in the talent of Mr. Ripley. Oh, my God. That was a beautiful rhyme. You, you have outdone yourself. Oh, fire Damn, she just got bludgeoned to death with an oar. What a way to go. No, wait. Maybe I'm confused. Did both contestants not just die? No, Cindy did get lost. Yeah. Oh. Cindy was looking at Roy, and Roy, you know, he wanted to, he asked Cindy to be her, his Valentine. That's right. So we have said, our no, final No, thank death. you, Roy. You're not getting any ass, which means... This week's final girl, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll, pardon me, grum roll, Alex. <laughs> it is the one and only Cindy Kane. Congratulations. Now, Cindy, your job is not yet done. If you want to claim your prize, you have to do exactly this. Get on to Instagram. Direct message us 
let us know, hey, I listened to the show. I am this week's final girl, and we will send you the mystery prize. Congratulations, Cindy, and thank you to everyone else for playing. Thank you all so much for listening and playing. Cindy, uh, very excited for you. If Micah actually sends me your address, I'll send you out. I'm so going to do it. I mean, barring a a Quaalude extravaganza, I will totally remember to send it to you. Oh, we had some snafus last few months. I had printer snafus. I had COVID. You wouldn't send me the addresses again because I lost them. And to your credit, you did send them. Micah sends them to me immediately when you message him. He sends them to me. And then they get lost in the shuffle. And and so, you know. Alex Huff's a lot of glue. A lot of glue. I mean, you know, and it's not Elmer's glue, guys. This is strong adhesive. Yeah, this is like industrial glue. Yeah, yeah, his eyes are really red, and he's been shitting blood a while now. Absolutely, I have, but my toilets are pretty. So, uh, guys, we did it once again. We made it to the final uh, Uh, of uh, another episode. It's so nice when Doctor Scott comes on. Thanks for coming on the show. Super nice when Doctor. Thank you guys for having me. I eventually the movie. I loved being on the pod. Doctor Eventually, Scott. we'll we'll have Scott on so many times that he'll get a microphone and he'll get a recording set up, and we won't have to do this uh, over the phone. Then. Yeah, that'd be nice. I just don't. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, get him a, a fan. It doesn't have to be like yeah. a world class mic. Just you know, something. Yeah, just a mic. You know? I mean, we keep asking him. Maybe we're obligated uh, as the hosts uh, to get him a microphone. No, I don't think that's absolutely not. You disagree. I I think you're right. We shouldn't do anything nicely. It's all on him, really. It's all on you, Dr. Scott, whatever you're a doctor of. We never figured that out. But so, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please, wherever you're listening to it, hit that little subscribe button so you know when the next one comes out. Smash it, as Micah likes to say. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a review. We've got some nice reviews. Have you seen those, Micah? I, I look every now and then. No, and, I've uh, never seen a review. Uh, I can't believe you nice. read these to me. I well, I I only recently thought, oh yeah, I should look at that. And the reviews that are there are very nice. Uh, in yeah. fact, Alex reads the nice. good reviews to himself every night before bed. I do actually. I make my wife do it. She's a sweetheart. <laughs> and uh, you know, thank you so much for uh, joining us for another episode of Slasher. I hardly know her, Micah. One last thing to do before we go. You got to pick a movie. Oh, my God. I was ready to close the show and totally, you know, just would have bounced out of here without even doing it, even though I already have the movie selected. Oh, well, Alex has no idea no, what do movie not. he's going to be watching. This is what we do every every show. We spring it on each other. The other one doesn't and, know. Hence how we watch Rubber. Hence <laughs> Masterpiece. <sighs> rubber. All right, Alex, you will be watching. Can I get another drum roll? we are watching society oh i know society i watched it when i was like 12 dude i've seen clips of it i know it's just got crazy crazy practical effects but i've never watched the whole movie so i'm screaming mad george does the uh, special effects for society unless i'm completely wrong about what movie we're watching uh, Screaming Mad George does the special effects. I was huge into uh, practical effects when I was a kid, and uh, he was he was the man. He's like a, I believe he's Japanese. Uh, I might be wrong about that. And his like physical 
practical effects are bananas, and this movie is bananas. It dude. looks insane. I'm kind of excited. I'm I'm wicked excited that you are excited to watch this too. So this should be a fun show. Uh, I'm almost embarrassed to watch this with my wife. <laughs> I mean, is it like too this weird. It's man, it is out there. I mean, again, I haven't seen this since I was like 12, and I remember at 12, I was like, "Well, I'll never watch this again." Like, I know. I think right. all I know about is like the general setup. It's like a regular guy from a regular family, and it's somehow he's getting drawn into like the the rich upper echelon, and they're all weird and doing slurpy rituals. Bodies are all melding yep. together. That's all I know. Yeah. Okay, we're talking about the same movie for sure. And I'll just, a little spoiler alert, I already know the next movie you're watching. So I'm not going to tell you. Ooh. I know what it is. It must be exciting if you've thought that far ahead. It's a good one, man. Scott, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Absolutely. Doctor. Hey, hey, let me let me say one last thing before I go. No. All right. I love you. Oh, okay. Shut this guest down. What, what do you got, Doctor? Oh, I was just, just, just going to spread a little love around, but that's that's not happening now. I heard an no, I no, love please. you from Doctor Scott before Alex so rudely interrupted because he's a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love you both. Thank you for having me on. It was great to. Uh, be I with love you, all. you Doctor Scott. I love you, Alex, and listeners. We love you. Thanks for coming on this long, dangerous journey with us. And I love you both. Thank you so much, everybody that's listening. We'll see you next time on another episode of Slasher. I I hardly know her. (laughs) We timed it perfectly. A lot of what we do when we hang out is drink. And I'm like, what's another activity we could do that doesn't require drinking? Because at some point... We're going to have that talk with ourselves where we're like, you know what? For the sake of my health, I should probably cut down a little bit. Yes, I've already had that talk with myself. we got to think of something else fun we can do. Nitrous. Nitrous.